0: I am so excited to bring you today's episode. My guest is Teramico Valentine, and Teramiko is so incredible because she took a problem or a concern that she had in her own home and made it into a business that she now calls Bright Littles. She realized that as her daughter was growing up, she didn't have age-appropriate tools ready to navigate challenging conversations like race and our bodies and, you know, You can probably fill in the blank, right? Any of the conversations you want to be having with your kids, social media, technology, all of these things. But how do we talk to our kids about them? When do we talk to our kids about them? And how do we bring it up in the first place? And that is when Bright Littles was founded, when TerraMiko created these great conversation cards. They are fabulous for young kids and really kids of all ages because they provide prompts and activities to help you address these challenging topics and really the basis of what helps parents to be successful in these hard conversations is that it all starts with a question. Asking our kids questions help us to know what answers to provide. Teramiko is so fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to her about her career and her motherhood journey and now Bright Littles. So if you have, need to have hard conversations with your kids, this is the episode for you. All right, I'm so excited to be chatting with Teramiko Ballantyne. Hi, Teramiko. Hi, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. We were just chatting about all the fun, unexpected things that happened this morning that tried to put a kibosh on this uh, interview, but we made it happen. Way to go, (laughs) (laughs) Taramiko! It's such a process. It's such a process. Where am I speaking to you from today?
1: I am in Austin,
0: Texas. I love Austin. I have a son named Austin, and I've said this many times, but my grandparents went to UT in Austin, and so they think I named my son Austin after where they fell in love, and I just say, "Uh uh-huh, nope, that's exactly it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Are you an Austinite, or uh, where are you from?
1: No, I, I came out here from um, California. I've been in um, California for about 10 years, mm-hmm. and before that I've been living in Mexico. Um, but I've, I've always had a very nomadic life. I love seeing and, and tasting and trying new places, and Austin's been home for about 10 years now.
0: Nice. A lot of people shy away from a nomadic life. People think roots are better, and moving around, you know, offers instability and stuff. What would you say to people that are afraid to, you know, venture outside their comfort zone and maybe don't take those risks to, to move somewhere new or try something new in general?
1: I don't know. I think it keeps me alive it keeps Mm -hmm. me on my toes. And I, I, I learn so much, you know, from being out and about and experiencing new flavors and, um, people or places. And there's so many different levels to, to do that. Um, You know, you don't necessarily need to pack up and move away to experience newness. I find that sometimes there's places in your own home that you haven't been to because you, you know, just get into routines, especially when you have kids. And you know, you can think about if I was a tourist or if I had a friend coming, you know, where where would I recommend that they go? And actually, are you going to do those things? And Experiencing them maybe, you know, when you first moved to the city, which I was single and not married and didn't have kids, you know, it's a whole new experience to go to those things. And I'm really good at doing it. You know, we're always really good at doing it when we're a tourist, but we can actually discover things in our own home. So yeah, I think it keeps you alive. It it helps you learn. I love meeting new people and trying new foods. And it's just such a great way to experience the world.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it can be really scary to venture out but when you it depends on your perspective going into it too i think sometimes we sabotage ourselves if it is a move that we have to make maybe that it's not entirely by choice or you know for a variety of or entering just a new season of life when we don't feel in complete control of those things or like we kind of wish for what was and you can appreciate what was and also embrace what's new and i grew up in san diego And so I completely understand living in a city that many people, you know, save and save and vacation to, to come to. And it's like, I wasn't doing a lot of the things that people vacation in my city for. And so having moved away and come, you know, back home, it's like, okay, I can appreciate it so much more and I do take more advantage. So yeah, just looking around and appreciating wherever you're at, wherever that looks like.
1: Absolutely. I also think that, It can be as small and as teeny tiny as drive home a different way or, you know, for me taking my daughter to a different neighborhood that has a different playground. Like Mm. it, it, it can be really tiny. Mm. It doesn't have to be massive. And I think that that's, we tend to be on this pendulum of like one or the other. and, And there's a lot of like, just, there's so many little opportunities in our day to, um, you know drive home a different way you're going to go to a playground anyways why don't you try a new neighborhood um, with a new playground you know there's 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 lots of opportunities we just have to see them
0: yeah and it can be as simple as just a park out of your neighborhood and it can be so exciting for our kids and it feels like so little effort on our part which is always kind of a win in my book because it takes so much mental energy to be a parent Everyone, I wanted to thank a show sponsor, and that is Baby Maury. You know that Cooper is turning one next week, oh my gosh, but something that has been so fun with him. Is obviously using the hand me down clothes from my other three boys, but getting him new little outfits that are just his. And that is why Baby Mori is one of my new favorite baby brands. Baby Mori creates all essentials a parent needs, crafted from soft, safe, and sustainable materials. Baby Mori aimed to make parenting simpler through innovative designs such as a two way zip and extendable sleeping bag. There's nothing like changing a diaper in the middle of the night and having to match up snaps. No way. This two-way zipper is perfect. All their products are designed to be the highest quality, long-lasting, worn, washed, and passed on again and again and again. And you better believe I'm passing down Baby Mori jammies to my friends. They are so well-made, so cute, come in so many different colors, and I just could not love them anymore. So Baby Mori is giving our listeners an exclusive offer of 30% off site-wide, so you can stock up on the softest clothing for your little one. Visit babymoricom slash collections extraordinary-moms-podcast. This will be linked at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. Don't you worry about it. So get your 30% off this soft, sustainable, safe clothing and essentials for babies and kids with code MOMS when you use the link in the show notes. Thanks, baby Mori for sponsoring the show. And thanks for clothing, my sweet Cooper. Now back to Terramiko. Well, Terramiko, I'm so excited to be chatting with you this morning. There's a lot of hard stuff going on in the world. And as adults. It's challenging for us with adult formed brains to process and discuss and have discourse and do it civilly and respectfully. A lot of times we're seeing, we're just like, oh my gosh, are these adults having these conversations? This is no way to model for our kids. We want to do it well, but sometimes we feel so ill-equipped. And we're going to talk about how you have developed these tools to help having really hard conversations with kids. And it is going to be so, so great. So will you just give a little background on yourself and your family for people that don't know you yet?
1: Yeah. Um, I um, So as I mentioned, we live in Austin, Texas, and I'm married to um, an Australian, so that that brings a lot of culture and uh, opportunities to learn about different countries and discussion in our family. Um, my daughter is named Poppy, and she is six years old. She's in first grade. And um, yeah, we, we, we love being outside. Um, we love, you know, I don't know, we have such a zeal and a zest for life. But um, we're a family of three with uh Merry Christmas our puppy dog and Mr. Sparkle's our kitty cat, and they're both uh pandemic completely reliant on us animals and um they, they they keep us on our toes. They're really funny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Isn't that fun and funny the things that come out of the pandemic for us? <laughs> Some very good things. So you have a six-year-old daughter. So so many yes. times when we're talking about having conversations with our kids, we kind of toe this line of, is my chi- does my child need to know this? Is this age appropriate for them? How do I make certain things age appropriate? Tell me how you kind of have evolved in this perspective of how you approach wanting to educate your daughter, answer questions that she proactively comes to you with. Kind of what's your approach to, to things like that?
1: Yeah, so I don't, you know, there's not, there's not one answer to all of that. Uh Uh, We're all such different families with different cultures and backgrounds and beliefs and dealing with different situations um, depending on where we live in our, our community. So um, I, I started bright littles uh, because I felt like I was unable to meet my daughter where she was, which was at the beginning of the pandemic, and she was four years old, and she had just suffered a lot of loss, loss of school, loss of you know seeing her friends every day, play dates. Um, we immediately had to cancel a birthday party. Um, so, like you know, the pandemic was a lot for kids. Um, not to mention everything that was happening externally in our world, and so. I went looking for a tool, you know, you're, you're baking cookies and and you're missing an ingredient. You go, you go to the store to get it. So I felt like I was, I was missing the tools I needed to meet her where she was. I wanted to meet her there, but I needed a vehicle Hmm. to bridge that gap to help me make that bridge. Mm -hmm. I did not want to start a company. I wanted to buy somebody else's products and support their company. (laughs) Um, but I'm a, I am a serial entrepreneur, and, and I, um, I saw a niche, a problem, an opportunity, and so I went from a mom trying to build that bridge to my daughter and have these hard discussions and ask hard questions to realizing uh, the world had changed overnight. Um, the products had not caught up, or they're just not available for little ones. Um, And that, that's where my journey started, um, in the coming up with the questions and, and figuring out the product hadn't evolved and that parents are, I think we're all at a loss, you know, we're Mm -hmm. all trying to figure out like what to do and what to say. And we just needed a little bit of help. And so I started a company and it's been an amazing, exciting journey and, um, we don't have, we're not going to have all the answers, but we do have to be brave enough to ask the questions. And I had this aha moment of, I need to move beyond protecting my child. And I need to prepare her for the real world that she lives in. She is filling in the blanks, whether I want her to or not. And I need to meet her where she is. For example, My husband and I are not getting divorced, but it doesn't mean that she's not experiencing it at the playground through another family. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're experiencing so much at school, through peers, through TV, that we gotta be brave enough to talk to them and understand where they are, what they know, what they need to know, and to help guide them. Um, As much as we're processing all of this, so are they. Um, And they need us. To be there for them to help them process this information that they're receiving
0: i think something that i hear a lot from moms is that we feel ill-equipped to know the right thing to say all the time and what i love about your approach so you created these amazing conversation cards so they're thought-provoking questions in a variety of of topics um and, and it can really be scaffolded depending upon the level of your child obviously with the responses but It starts with a question. It doesn't come with, start with you talking at your child. It talks with, it starts with, where's my child at? Ask them a question, see what they know, what, where they're at, and then you can form your response based on that schema that they have, right? And so the worry that goes into us like premeditating a certain conversation, you know, maybe a conversation about bodies, maybe a conversation about divorce, maybe a conversation about race, we, we, we conjure up all these things that we want to tell our kids, and yet they may have a completely different vantage point that they're coming from. And it's kind of a waste of our energy. Tell me about, about that approach.
1: Yeah. I, there's several things that you said that I think I hear a lot from parents about. Um, they're, <laughs> they're like, I don't know the answer to the questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because you're not supposed to ask, answer them. Mm. <laughs> um, these are age-appropriate questions, and we want to answer them so that we can we can find out what our child knows or doesn't know. Or wants to know you know if they if they show no interest in a conver- in a question um, you can move on yeah. there's a hundred questions across diversity, safety, self, nature, and health, and something is going to spark an interesting conversation whether it's it's because of something going on in your family, whether it makes them reminds them of something of their own you know a grandparent or an experience at school. So the idea is to let the child respond so that you understand where they are, what Mm. they know, what they're interested in. Now, we all have to accept that at some point in time, probably multiple times, our kids are going to ask us a really hard question, and we're not going to know the answer to that. Um, And that's okay. Mm. And it's happened to me. And I've said to my daughter, that's a great question I don't know the answer but let me get back to you mm-hmm. it's also important for our children to know that we don't have all the answers and we're not scared and that we can go find them and that's something that we can get back to them to it um, and I think just being honest that I don't know everything but that's such a good question let me figure it out mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a question that like I need to talk to my husband about so that we're on the same page in communicating how how we're answering that question. Mm-hmm. When it comes to really big topics um, like sex or body or strangers, so that, you know, A, I may not have the answers, but, you know, I... I I need to go talk to my trusted adults as well to make sure that I I have the tools to answer. Um, so bottom line, you don't have to have all the answers, and they're going to ask something that you don't know. So I think that that is a really empowering thing for parents to hear that they can say, "I don't I don't know." Let me right. come back to you.
0: Right, and I think the root of that curiosity is really this the magic. Right? Having curiosity and allowing our kids to explore an answer even before they have the an answer fully formed. And for us too. And for them to realize, hey, mom's on a journey too to understanding. When when they bring up a hard topic, especially as kids get older and they're like, gosh, I'm hearing you know, of these things at school that are like really heavy. What do you think about that? You know, having that discussion where it's like, we're never fully done learning and evolving and growing in our perspective and i was talking about some hard stuff that came out in the news this morning with a friend and i'm just like why do you even think about this like i don't even know how to process it because it's so new and outside of my kind of little bubble currently you know not being a part of living in certain places or being a part of certain communities but i want to know more and so having the conversation where you feel like you know exactly what to do is not even necessarily the best modeling to give our kids even if we do feel fully entitled to that
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I feel like I have a you know I've started a, a whole company to help parents and and ask all these questions, and I I don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. and I, I I I will never have all the answers, and that's kind of the beauty of it is that these these questions and the way that the product is designed is that you're creating a safe space where uh, th- these questions. Um, aren't sparking necessarily huge feelings. And so just having those conversations are really powerful because it, it opens the communication that they can talk to you. And when the bigger stuff happens, cause it will happen. It's not if mm-hmm. you're just that much more prepared. You guys have already worked out this dialogue of, of talking and discovering and looking up things. Um, so it, It's important to start early because my daughter is six today but she'll be 16 someday and so I want to create these really great communication skills with her so that when she becomes a teenager I've already built those bridges she knows she can come talk to me and whether you know it's Uh, you know, who knows what it's going to be about, but I'm, but I've, I've done the work to, to set that, to set those lines of communication up. It's much Mm -hmm. harder to build them later on in life. Um, and you said something about, um, what they're thinking versus what, I'm thinking and so one of the questions in the deck is do you know somebody that has two moms and two dads and when I wrote the question I really wanted to talk about it and introduce the topic of LBGTQ when that you know families look very different mm-hmm. and but the beauty of the beautiful part of that word is that we're all families and we all look different. I have divorce in my family. Um, some people have two dads in their family. Some people are adopted. Their families come in all different shapes and sizes. And when I asked my daughter that question, she responded saying, yeah, I know such and such. And I was like, I scratched my head because I was like, she doesn't have two moms. And my daughter goes, Yes, she does. She has a step, she has a stepmom. And I was oh, like, You oh. are absolutely right. Yes. So my point being is sometimes when they ask you a question, it's important to say, That's a great question. Like, why why did you ask that? Um mm. my daughter's been very curious about babies, and I was like, That's that's awesome, you know where did you where did the question come from you know like Hmm. and she was like oh so-and-so had a little sister recently at school and I was like oh okay so we need to also put on our like a little bit of our detective hats to to not make an assumption that we know where that question is because sometimes we could even take it to a place that right not even close to what they were thinking or saying you know because when she started asking me about babies i was like oh my gosh we're talking about sex like okay i'm ready to do this and then she was <laughs> like, you just want to go see the baby it you know? was somewhere completely different you know what I mean? yes like, yes so you could you could as a parent like kind of accidentally you know go to like the worst place and they're so they're so somewhere else but if you don't find that out first you you know that that's the that's the magic is meeting them where they are don't bring them to where you are
0: yes and that is such a good question to ask our kids where where's this coming from or what made you think of that that is so fantastic because then you can address it much more appropriately and like we said there's different age appropriate levels and different families are going to have different you know, comfort levels based upon lots of different life experiences and what they want to do. But when you're, you know, working with just your individual child and, and what do they want to know and need to know, let them tell you, let them tell you where they're at and what they need to know. I think that is so fantastic. What are some of the other questions? I love that you have the different categories of questions. What other types of questions came to your mind that you thought would be valuable and how did you even go about selecting which questions to put in the deck to prompt these conversations?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I probably had over 500 questions when I, I started this. Um, so I broke them into categories and so there's self, diversity, safety, nature and health. And so a self card is going to be a lot about them, you know. So how do they how do they go through feelings, big feelings versus, um, going around them. Um, so that is more designed to, you know, talk, to talk about themselves and to find things that they love about themselves. But we also do ask hard questions like who can touch your body? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as much as I think a lot of these questions are, well, we can go through them are positive. We do ask hard questions. And I know that that's a hard question to ask a child, but again, by not having it doesn't make it not happen. We mm-hmm. have to prepare them so that if they were in a circumstance, they they we have empowered them to use their voice and to set boundaries and to advocate for themselves. So, you know, self is giving them those resources and, and starting that, building up that confidence and that voice and that boundary. Health is about our health. You know, what can we do to move our body? Um, how can we make good choices around food? And so all the things that the body needs to function and, and how you can make those decisions. Um, I didn't put anything in here specifically with the word pandemic. We we all hope that this won't be here someday, but we talk about having good healthy habits. So. When the pandemic is gone, we still need to wash our hands, you know, and so what what are the, you know, we've we got to brush our teeth, the things that the body needs us to do. And so talking about those healthy habits, um, nature is, is we talk about, we talk about climate change in a really proactive, positive way. You know, why mm. do we turn the water off? You know, you know, what can we do to help our community? Because we have activities that come along with it. So like talking mm. about picking up trash, how can we keep our home In our community, clean, um, and why that's important, and why we want to take care of our space. Safety again, we're going to get into some hard ones. We're Mm -hmm. talking about strangers, we're talking about water safety. We're also, you know, talking, asking a question about what happens if you find a gun. Mm -hmm. You know, the statistics are pretty staggering about, you know, how many children do have access to unsecured guns and even though we personally don't have a gun in our home it doesn't mean that my daughter couldn't be on a play date um, or where she has access to a gun and I I need to prepare her for that conversation. Mm. Um, I can't do a sweep of every house she's going to be in her entire life and so what I can do is talk to her about what happens if she finds a gun and what she needs to do.
0: Mm. Yeah and Something I think that keeps parents from bringing up these hard conversations, especially being unsure of how early to bring it up, is fear, right? It's, it's, yep. it's fear that we're breaking that, that little bubble that our kids are in, and we don't want our kids to have unnecessary fear. But what is worse? The consequence of finding that gun and then feeling unprepared and curious at that moment? Or feeling curious and a little bit, uh, I think necessarily fearful of a weapon, you know, beforehand, which is, which would you rather? And I've had a mom on here whose son died of an, an, uh, an accidental gunshot and he's not here to, to repair that. Right. And it's devastating. It's devastating. And so I would much rather have that my kids be a little more fearful, but aware than deal with that ramification.
1: I get, you know, the hard reality that we live in is that, we don't we live in a world with with guns, we live in a world with sexual abusers. Mm-hmm. We live in a world by not talking about it doesn't make them go away. And that and that's hard. It it really is and you know, I get it. I I want to protect my daughter. I want to wrap her in bubble wrap and not let her out of the house until she's 30 years old, mm-hmm. but I can't do that. And so I have to be brave enough to ask the hard questions. Yeah. We live in a world that, when she walks out the door, I I, I feel I I need to feel confident that I've I prepared her as best I can, and it it comes down to not even, you know, yes, we're talking about guns, but you know, even fire, yeah,
0: you know, right,
1: just by not, you know, like that can happen and by not talking about it you actually empower the child they know what to do they like mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. actions because they are they are getting a lot of this at school just because you're not introducing it to them at home doesn't mean they're not hearing about stuff on the playground mm-hmm. you know my daughter my daughter came home talking about that scary clown it yes yeah and i'm like yeah, that that's an interesting question honey how it, <laughs> how did you find out about that? Well, you guys, older siblings (laughs) I'm learning are like, I'm like, Oh, my siblings are sharing this with younger siblings. And then they're sharing it with my daughter. And, you know, that's how easily it happens. And so I had to deal with the fear that my daughter was having about this clown. And it's not something that is in our house, but again, there's all kinds of stuff happening on the playground. And I mean, good too. I just can't implore people enough that like we together have to be brave enough. Um, lastly, the convert, the, the last topic we have is diversity. I took a lot of really, really heavy topics and I brought them down to a younger age. So for example, I don't use the word suicide in this deck. My daughter is too young for that. Mm-hmm. But we do talk about feelings and how to process them and how to feel to feel it mm-hmm. fully. You know the anger, um, the the sadness, um, and so when it comes to diversity, um, what we're talking about is how to be an ally. We're talking about. Immigration from the standpoint of immigrant, you know, my husband is from Australia. Our neighbor is from Russia My grandmother is from Japan. All of those people are immigrants, right? You know, so giving her this positive um, Conversation around There's so many ways to experience culture and food we talk about religion in in the deck. How many religions do you know? Mm. I'm not asking you to convert, but there's a lot of religions and because of actually going to school um we we we've learned we've we're not Jewish, but we got to celebrate Hanukkah through some friends and it was so fun to mm. learn about another culture um so there's there's so many amazing ways to experience culture in your own city, in your own town and we talked about getting out and doing some things that are a little bit different, that's a great way to do it
0: yes.
1: um, so our combo cards are our first product, it's 100 questions supported by 25 activities that are like easy peasy, you can travel with them um, but our next, our next product are our conversation journals and our first one is safety and oh, wow. um it's broken into the child earning badges around hard topics. It's interactive. So they're going to write, color, cut, draw in the safety journal, and they're going to earn badges around home safety, fire safety, what needs to be in their safety toolkit, stranger safety, and gun safety. Wow. As they go through the journal, they're going to do um, activities. So, for example, one of the activities is drawing a landmark by their house. So, if they were to get lost, it hmm. um, could talk about the landmark. We talk about poison um, medications. So, you know, we just like put a lock. When Poppy was little, I just put a lock on the cabinet. She was. <laughs> I feel like she got that lock off and like. Yeah. I. <laughs> but she managed to get the lock off. And so, you know, having that conversation that I'm not, you know, definitely still put the lock on, but you know, let's talk to our kids about why they don't want to be in that cabinet and how there's medications in there. And we actually have an activity where you can create a symbol and market on things that you don't want them to touch, but explain to them why, Mm. I feel like if my daughter knows more about why I say no to something, she's much more acceptant and will follow that rule because I've empowered her with why that's important she doesn't touch the stove. It could burn you and it's hot, you know, versus just don't touch that. And so we have gun safety and we have great tips. Um, one, of our, one of our tips is, have you ever heard like ask before you go to a play date if there's a gun? A lot of people would say, I don't even know how to start that conversation. Right. Yeah. In our we say, Ask before your child goes on a play date. My child is pretty curious. Is there a gun or anything else dangerous that might they might get into? So we provide hmm. some to help you navigate this. So not only do we have questions in here, we have tips to help you get going. And we're actually launching this mid-March in a Kickstarter. And we're going to have safety, feelings, and leaders. And so there are these really fun, colorful, thoughtful, interactive uh, family journals that you can do. Um, And while you're doing it and while you're having fun, you're talking about hard stuff and so we've packaged it in a way where it we've made the hard stuff feel a little bit fun. You're still doing the hard work, but we're making it fun and we're making it a, an activity you can do with a family, a caregiver, um and then as a parent, I feel good. I'm like like I feel I feel better when she walks out the door that mm-hmm. I've I've prepared her for what might happen.
0: Yeah. I have never seen anything like this book. I think it is so genius, Teramiko. This is so cool. I'm so excited about this. And I think it is the perfect, like even birthday gift. I mean, our kids have so much junk these days. It's like, imagine giving this as a meaningful gift to somebody and the life-saving tool that it really could be and I like that it distracts them from some of these like heavy hitting conversations in a way where they're engaging and active but they're not feeling like you're like lecturing them like they're in trouble. So many times we talk about hard topics and our kids start to shut down because they feel like they're in trouble or if they've done what we're telling them not to do before, they're in trouble and there's shame, right? Life is for learning. Life is for learning and it's... It's building that trust, like you're saying, when they're young, that will provide the the foundation for them to come to you when they're older with the bigger things. And so starting to talk to your kids, even if they can't fully understand everything that that you're saying, obviously try and make it age appropriate, but even if it goes a little over their head, what's the what what harm in is there in that? It's way better to um you know just approach these conversations so they're aware than being caught off guard like you said at school by the the video on YouTube that pops up by the gun at the friend's house by the you know vape pen you know whatever it is our kids being caught off guard is never setting them up for success so i'm so excited about this kickstarter so that's going to be going in march this will air in march as well so we can support you in that awesome. Where So where can we, people find you and follow along so that they can be in the know about this?
1: So we're already posting about it um, on our our social media. Um, and we have um, Facebook and Instagram. And so we're, we're posting that. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, you know, I'm a small business and I'm a mom and, um, you know, even at, I just, I just turned 46. I still have dreams. And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I've never done something that has mattered more. This is truly the love note to my daughter of my two worlds coming together. And we really, I think as parents, especially as mothers, it's a really hard balance between, um, you know, being a mom and, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a woman, <laughs> like a person, Yeah, you know, and I am a mom and I am a wife and I love to work. It is something that brings me such joy in my life. And it's the first time that my worlds have really merged together and there's pros and cons in that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, but this has been something that I've, I'm, I'm doing for my daughter, but I'm also doing it with my daughter and I have, made hiccups and mistakes along the way and in trying to find, um, Hmm. the resources I need and, you know, how to ask questions. And I, you know, I stumble and I don't have all the answers, but I keep trying and I keep trying to meet her where she is. And I keep trying to bring, um, to, to meet her where she is and to not be scared as a mom, um, and, and to find new resources. I was not raised this way. And so I am having to learn, learn and go at the same time. Right. Um, but it's been such a great journey and, um, you know, to me, (sighs) This company has brought so many gifts. I know I've learned so much about my daughter. And because I've opened these lines of communication, she she talks to me so much more about her life.
0: Hmm. How cool so is that?
1: It's, it is. I can't tell you. It's so worth it. Yeah. And it's so little time. You know, you can be on the way to school and you can pull one question. Yeah. And make one question that day. But that was one question that was, you know, four, five to 15 minutes where our kids just want our attention. You know, and all day long, I feel like I tell Poppy, you know, put your shoes on, get in the car, brush your teeth. You know, it's very one way. And I love books, but I also felt like then I was reading her books at night and it was still one way. Mm. I was missing that conversation piece. I was missing that part where I was giving her enough respect to give her the space to tell me about her life and what she was interested in um, and just slowing down enough to talk to her.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so many times I feel like we're saying the same things to our kids over and over. So this is just some more ideas for how to diversify the conversations. And sometimes parenting can be kind of monotonous and boring and this mixes it up in in new ways, which is so exciting. So you're posting on social, what is your social? Where can people find you if they want to know more?
1: Yeah, so our website is brightlittles.com. We have Instagram, which is bright underscore littles. And on Facebook, we're just brightlittles. Um, I did want to say that you know, for every product that's purchased, my um, you know, I'm on a mission to make better humans, and I think that having these questions and these tools accessible to as many kids as possible is important. So we do supply a simplified version of our products in mm. English and Spanish for free to schools and to educators. Um, our journals are going to be available in English and Spanish and I hope they'll be available in multiple languages but I really believe that when i seen it for and that when these are in school and multiple kids are are responding to it they're mm-hmm. learning so much about different cultures and and um there's such a uh it's so powerful to have kids of the same age talk about these topics and learn from each other and communicate and share with each other
0: yeah yeah what a great resource for teachers so fabulous termiko this is so exciting i am so excited for these products and i love that just answering a need that you had in your own family that was the birth story of of this these incredible products and this book is going to be so so amazing i always ask my guests one final question and it's this what would you tell your pre-motherhood self?
1: I would tell my pre-motherhood self that don't <laughs> you're you're going to have so much fun. I feel like I was really focused on on how, we hear all the all the stories, uh, you know, it is hard, don't get me wrong, but it has brought me such joy, and I've been able to be a kid again. And she has um, brought to me, you know, I, I thought, you know, pre-kid, how much you give up, you know, like you can't go out to dinner, you can't do all these things, but, man, I feel like I'm a kid again. And mm-hmm. I have so much fun, and and I love to jump in on whatever she's doing, whether it's the trampoline or, or a game. And I'm, I'm almost reliving my childhood. Cause I get to play like sorry and uno and, <laughs> um, it, it is, it is being, being a mom is so giving and I just had no idea, um, how much that was. And it is created such a unique, um, connection to, to who I am in my past, meaning, I've learned more about my family because of Poppy and, you know, where we came from and, you know, where did we live in Japan and, you know, what was, you know what I mean? Like, you just get, you're just so rooted and so much more connected and grounded in who you, in who you are and where you came from because I want to pass that on to her.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Children are our biggest teachers. They really are. And you might think you're a whole person when you set out to be a parent, but like we're talking about, like we don't have all the answers. And that is part of the beauty that we don't just continue to learn from other adults, but from our kids themselves. And we can have fun doing it, which is so great. Love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so excited for everyone to check out all that you have going on at Bright Littles. We'll link to everything in the show notes, but just congratulations on what you've achieved so far, and I'm so excited for the Kickstarter getting started.
1: Yes, thank you so much i I, I appreciate you giving me a voice and um, on your platform. Thank you so much and um, yeah, spread kindness
0: mm-hmm. I loved hearing from Terramico today, and you guys, the more I've thought about asking the right questions to my kids instead of just talking at them. We've had so many meaningful conversations in the last little bit. And I know it's because I start with a question instead of coming at them with my answers and my narrative. Think that is the secret. And Bright Littles conversation cards are a great place to start with your younger kids as well. So everything's linked at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalkwiz Three. Thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.